You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. Winning. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for woo, 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 Kenny, woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it. Like a basic bitch. Are you excited, girl? I'm so excited, girl. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans. And you're listening to episode 136. Actually, it's 137, Steve. But thanks for asking. I did get a new watch. Continue. I'll be your host this evening. My name, Steve Knox. You can find me on the Twitter bird, at the Knox Says. Filling in for our normal host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at SeanJPP. And I'm joined tonight by the coolest dude that lives in what, Winthrop now? Winthrop, Maine. Founded by Mr. Miles Winthrop. <laughs> I made Man that so up. wrong, it's right. Elijah Arnold on the Twitter bird. At wrong, Elijah. Welcome to uh, the end of the season. How The football season just flew by us. Yeah, I mean, it seems like just yesterday we all had hopes and dreams. And... Uh, we thought our teams might be good. I thought mine would go. I think I said 12 and 4. Turns out I'm an idiot. But I mean, <laughs> Sean said his would go 13 and 3, so it turns out he's an idiot too. I don't know. You were the most the most right probably, but uh but yeah. Um, I said 10 and 6 and it, yeah. You didn't know, quite get there. You either. didn't quite get there, but you weren't like you weren't magical fairy dust like the rest of us. Uh So yeah, it's it's almost over. Uh, just like the year 2020. Yeah, so the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings both get knocked out of playoff contention this week. We'll get to those games in a moment. Let's take a look at some of the stuff that's happening around the league. Here's the most intriguing thing to me. The Washington football team has released quarterback Dwayne Haskins. He went unclaimed on waivers, and he's now a free agent. Think anybody's gonna pick him up, or is he worth bringing in to your team? So, talent-wise, he should get another chance. You don't go that high in the draft for no reason. But fifteenth overall, right? he's clearly an idiot. Like we're talking like high level, almost all time in terms of, of uh, I guess, just not knowing how to be a professional. Now, admittedly, what is he, 22, I think? He young, out? he's yeah. young, yeah. He's, 20, he's 22, and he has millions of dollars. And when I was 22, I was also an idiot. Now, I may have been an idiot in a different way than Dwayne Haskins was an idiot. <laughs> um, wasn't rolling through strip clubs and uh, taking selfies with vans at professional football games and, you know, but... I I don't know if he'll get another chance. It's certainly not this year. Season's over. Next year, talent usually rules out. He is a talented human being, but also he has just shown himself so poorly. And in this new PR world uh, where COVID is, is uh, making people hypersensitive to certain issues and you go out to the strip club, uh, you know, on a game week and you're, well, not... Uh, Probably not following proper procedures with uh, <laughs> uh, the employees. I I don't know. It's a super bad look. If he does get another chance, he won't make anything of it. This is this is a story you can we've seen before, and you can write for forever. Uh, whether it was you know who who got a ton of Johnny Manziel kept trying to come back. All the yep. the story writes itself. Like he'll get another shot probably because he's so young, and you know. He'll either get some sort of mentor or he'll end up uh, uh, finding Jesus or what, whatever the, the route is to try to convince people and teams that he's righted the ship so he can continue to make money. Because now all of a sudden, he's living off his signing bonus. Like, 
you're out of money, bud. You, you that's a lot of money. That's money I could live on forever. But there's no more right. coming in, and the lifestyle in which he was living, you need a constant source of income to continue to live that lifestyle. So he probably just didn't think being an idiot would get him cut so fast. And it, it I mean, yeah. I think uh, part was, of it, it was very quick. <laughs> I think part, and I'm rambling. I'm sorry. I think part of it is is uh. Definitely due to the fact it's the Washington football team and the fact that they have dealt with so much bad pl- uh, publicity lately. I can't say that word. Or, or the Washington football team. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Sean, you will definitely cut this out. I'm going to just go again. And the Washington football team, they've had so much bad publicity. I still can't say that word. Bad <laughs> publicity lately that uh, I think it's a super short leash. Uh, Riverboat Ron is going to uh, not... Uh, try to let the the perception of this team keep going as this freewheeling terrible thing. Now, admittedly, the owner's still there, and it just came out that he had a uh, $1.9 million settlement against him about 10 years ago for sexual uh, misconduct. So, you know, he's still the owner, so nothing's perfect, but yeah. But he's being Ron. extorted, apparently. <laughs> he was being extorted, but he still settled, so that's something. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm, d- I'm just saying, like, they're... You know, the story he's spinning is, hey, this guy's trying to get me, you know, out of the ownership group and blah, blah, blah. I mean, we, everybody knows he's a giant turd, so yeah. there's no way that he can make it better. A giant, but, uh, yeah, giant turd. You think, was it last week? And no pun intended, but Dwayne Haskins was stripped of his captaincy. Um, the fact <laughs> he was a captain up till last week is shocking to me. Yeah. Uh, but the um, statement from Ron Rivera this afternoon, I met with Dwayne and informed him that we would be releasing him. I told him that I believe it benefits both parties that we go our separate ways. We want to thank Dwayne for his contribution these last two seasons and wish him well moving forward. Dwayne Haskins on Twitter said my time with WFT has unfortunately come to an end. I thank the team and fans for the opportunity to play for the team. I grew up rooting for. I take full responsibility for not meeting the standards of an NFL quarterback and will become a better man and player because of this experience. Again, time and time again, we've seen this. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I'm sure that the same PR team that wrote the last hundred of those wrote those two, like both for the yeah. team and for the player. That's what it is. Public exactly. relations people write them. They put them out. I'm sure that uh, Dwayne Haskins' agent uh, got him on the phone and told him how much money he just cost himself. Millions yep. and okay. millions of dollars. All to go it's to a good. strip club while the rest of the country I... is sitting at home going crazy. If I don't go to yeah. Dunkin' Donuts in the morning, I don't leave my house. <laughs> and I've been trying to save money, I I so do I, don't, I don't think I've left my house in four days. I did put real clothes on today because my wife told me I had to because... I was wearing the same pajama, pajamas, pajama jammies for for a while. It wasn't good. It was not good. Yeah. Okay. So just to put this to rest, can we stop saying I'm gonna make the teams that pass me by pay for it down the road? Because every single time you hear somebody say that, it blows up in their face. Oh yeah. I mean, any sports guarantee? How? I think we give too much credence to the successful ones, like Joe Namath, not Joe Namath, yeah, Joe Namath, and the guarantee, oh my God, he did it. Yeah, but for every one that that happened on, like, 15 people were wrong. I can just say whatever I want. doesn't mean it's going to happen, and if it doesn't happen, I can just be like, ah, I was joking. (laughs) I think, uh, I think, you know, I think next year I'm playing second base for the Red Sox. That's a guarantee. And then if it doesn't happen, what? what? No one's going to care. I just said it on a podcast. Guarantees are overrated. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll move on to some other quarterback news here because apparently Jared Goff has broken the thumb on his throwing hand and had to have surgery to get it repaired. Uh, Next week is the last week of the season. And um, if I'm looking correctly, the Rams don't exactly have shit locked up with that being said John Walford will start 
for the Los Angeles Rams in week 17. Listen, I've always been a big Walford guy. I've always thought he's great, and that is not the sound of me Googling him right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's the kicker on top of that. Now, I don't know who John Walford is off the top of my head. Fun fact, if you Google John Walford, the first thing that comes up is a writer that was born in 1945. <laughs> so, on top of Walford being the starter, the Rams have also gone out and signed Blake Bortles. So, that's a yikes for me, dog. Yeah, I mean, the Rams were fake before, so I now now I guess they're, they're double fake. Uh with Mr. Walford or with Mr. Bortles. Well, first, a quarterback can't come in and, and, and play right away. So if they're signing Bortles, is to be a, a a backup at best. But, yeah, um, I mean, undrafted out of Wake Forest in 2018. New York Jets in 2018 as an undrafted. Then the Arizona Hutshots in 2019. And now with the Rams practice squad. And then uh, apparently backup. So... I know a lot of talents come out of the Hot Shots organization, but I'm not sure Walford's the guy. <laughs> We're definitely going to see, but what's more intriguing is they're playing the Arizona Cardinals this week in a very important game for both teams as far as playoffs are concerned. Kyler Murray also had suffered a lower leg injury, according to Cliff Kings- Kingsbury. He's hopeful that Murray can play, but if not, Chris Streveler is their backup. So I ask you once again, who? <laughs> I mean, I've always been a big Streveler guy. Uh, <laughs> the good news is if you Google Chris Streveler, he is the first person uh, to come up. So it's actually him. He went to Minnesota and then South Dakota and was also undrafted in 2018. Uh, in uh 2018 and 2019, he played for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So I, I ask, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> Could you imagine a Week 17 game where playoff implications are the highest they could be, and we might have a John Walford versus Chris Streveler game? I think the real story is that we have former quarterbacks of the Blue Bombers and the Hot Shots playing in the NFL in Week 17 <laughs> for playoff spot. Who you got, the oh, Blue boy. Bombers or the Hot Shots, Steve? I, the Blue Bombers are still in existence, so I guess I'll take them. That's a good move. <laughs> Recently, the Blue Yikes. Bombers defeated the uh, Montreal Alouettes, 56-10. to 10. <laughs> So, yeah, that's, that's weird that uh, NFL backup quarterbacks are so bad now. Yeah, it's not good. It feels I mean, like... It hasn't been good for a while, but this is... To not even know their names is like, whoa. I think teams are, are, are certainly going a different way. Some of them. You used to have uh, the, you know, five to six million dollar backup quarterback whose name you knew. And now it seems like a lot of teams, not all teams, but a, a, a fair amount, are just super cutting it and saying, if we lose our starting quarterback, we are totally fucked. So we will save as much money as we can there. Very, very true. Uh, speaking of teams looking for quarterbacks, after uh, the New York Jets topped the Cleveland Browns this week, Jacksonville secures the number one overall pick, and the Jets will be picking number two. Now, I mean, I think it goes without saying, Jacksonville takes Trevor Lawrence. That's kind of the consensus number one pick. What do you think the Jets are going to do? Well, first, before I get into what I think the Jets are going to do, I want to talk about how this is the most Jets thing that's ever happened. Ever. Uh, they, were, they were the worst team. Uh, I think most people have, have seen recently, you've got uh, the 0-16 Browns, the 0-16 Lions, and we thought the Jets were going to join them. And I didn't think it would be close. I thought that... that uh, They'd lose all 16 easy, and then they come back in back-to-back weeks and, and uh, uh, just screw over their entire plan. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's honestly unbelievable. Um, so Trevor Lawrence goes to Jacksonville. I don't think that's a question. He's been the projected number one pick since he started growing his hair out when he was 14 years old. Like He's going there. 
he'll probably have a good career unless Jacksonville ruins him because Jacksonville ruins a lot of people. Uh, if you're looking at what the Jets do, in terms of quarterbacks, if you think they'll go that way, it's either what Zach Wilson from BYU, uh, who else we got? Justin Fields from Ohio State. I don't know. Trey Lance, maybe from from uh, wherever Trey Lance, North plays. Dakota, North Dakota. That's it. I've, I even forgot. And then you've got the outside bets. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that might go in the first round. Mac Jones from from Alabama. Uh, oh yeah, I think there'll be at least five of them. Yeah. If you're the Jets, and they do everything wrong, and you just lost Trevor Lawrence, can you? Can you take a quarterback there without knowing he's the guy? So maybe during the all the draft processes and stuff like that, someone will jump. But right now, it's Trevor Lawrence, and then there's a small gap. I think probably you'll see another quarterback, maybe top five. Um, but maybe they look at I don't know. You've got you've got a a fan base that needs something, right? The smart thing would probably be taking uh, uh, Penny. I'm going to say his name wrong. Sewell from uh, Oregon, the offensive lineman. You lock up your left tackle for, you know, 10, 15 years. If you get a new quarterback and you can't protect him, he's going to die. So, but I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. If they take a quarterback and it's not the guy, they've just tanked another, what, six years. Now, maybe it also depends on who their their next head coach will be. Because it came out that Adam Gase will not, be retained from uh, uh, by the team. That's an insider source. We it's not official, a, but yeah, we we saw a tweet here about two o'clock today from Connor Rogers. He's got the blue check mark um, at Connor J Rogers per Craig Carton live. Now you have to take that Hashtag. with a grain of salt because Craig Carton did just do a fair amount of time in prison for yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, illegal <laughs> yeah. gambling and stuff like that. But maybe he still has his sources. But it says, hashtag Jets owner Christopher Johnson has made it known internally that Gase will be let go. Um, kind of the duh moment of the year, really. But then again, with everything the Jets normally do, you never know. You think it's a smart move to get rid of him. They're like, yeah, he's our guy. And you just go, oh, well, Jets are going to jet, I guess. It's, it's fine. Jets going to jet. Winning too many games, yeah. losing too many games. I I don't know. I doubt they I doubt they take a quarterback. They still have Sam Darnold if it's not uh an immediate upgrade over him. I don't know how you give up on him so early if it's not Trevor Lawrence. So I think I mean Jets fans will certainly be upset they lost out on Trevor Lawrence, but in the end it might not be the worst thing in the world. Sam Darnold hasn't proven to be absolutely atrocious. He's got bad coaching, he's on a bad team, but I don't think that uh, uh, Sam Darnold is the overall reason they've gone so poorly this year. So in the end, it might work out well for him. But still, they're so dumb. Yeah, and uh, for my money, the GM and head coaching position in Jacksonville might be the most attractive thing in the league right now for somebody looking for a job because you're about to draft Trevor Lawrence and you also have 77 We'll put that in quotes, $77 million in cap space because obviously cap could go down because of COVID-related things. But you're getting your new franchise quarterback and you got $77 million to throw around to bring guys in to help him out. I mean, that could be a good situation for him. I mean, they, they've lost a lot of really good you know, pieces over uh, the last couple of years because of, you know, bad coaching, bad ownership, bad GMing, what have you. But players want it out of there. But, uh, you know, you got a good young um, running back that, you know, let the league on fire. You're going to have a brand new uh, quarterback. And hell, why not, you know, get a couple weapons to help this guy out on top they of it. They also have a second uh, second first-round pick. They have uh, the, the Rams' first-round pick. So that'll be maybe cool. around 20, depending. That's that's a that's a playmaker, depending it's on where where you go with in it. The 20s, yep. So yeah, Jacksonville. All of a sudden, I mean, they haven't been uh, good for a while. They 
looked real good. What was that? Three? I get my years mixed up. Three years ago? Yeah, it was two yeah, years. Would have been three years yeah. ago. Super Bowl Fifty Two. Yeah, they almost made it there, time. and everyone was like, "Yeah, they were play away. Yeah, they're here. Get used to it." And then immediately they went the other way, and they are three years removed from an AFC Championship game, and they are going to go one and fifteen, maybe two and fourteen. This is how. Yeah, that's how quickly. Th- I mean, you look at the Patriots. You know, <laughs> lasting success over the last twenty years. This is how quickly other teams <laughs> deal with success. Like. We go all out, we try for it, and then suddenly, three years later, we're drafting number one. But uh, anyway, getting to our teams, Sean's Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Dallas Cowboys this week, 37-17. If Sean were here, he would give his uh, normal, isn't it weird that when the offense shows up, the defense can't replicate their play and vice versa? That's really like what happened. Like the Eagles offense spotted this defense a 14 point lead and then the defense just fucking shit a big turd on the middle of the field and watched Andy Dalton just rip them apart. Uh shame 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 shame. Shame shame. I know But now name. at least Sean can sleep soundly knowing his team will not be in the playoffs this year. Feels good. Dive Eagles dive baby. I also got a great Christmas present on Christmas Day, watching my Minnesota Vikings lose to the Saints 52-33. to um, Turns out you can't just roll out a bunch of practice squad guys on your defense in order to try and stop anybody from scoring points. I would be way more concerned for the Saints that they gave up 33 points in this game. Uh, eventually... In the playoffs, you're going to run into a defense that's not going to allow you to score 52. And this has pretty much been the story for the Vikings uh, for the last half of the year. You now have the number five overall offense in the league. And in the last three or four years, they score 33 points. They're winning that game. <laughs> like <laughs> This is the polar opposite of the things we've seen from the Vikings. And to watch... Mike Zimmer come out and say, this is the worst defense I've ever coached after the game. It's going to sting in a couple of guys' uh, couple of guys' hearts in that locker room. But, listen, they're super beat up. They're playing guys that really don't deserve jobs in this league right now. And, uh, yeah, you can't, can't just hope that the leadership on your defense, which is basically right now Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris, uh, you can't trust them to do everything because it's uh, just not possible. And the Saints, obviously, Drew Brees, one of the best, um, carved him up. And uh, Alvin Kamara also did a pretty good job in that game. I don't know, don't know if you saw that. But did he? Did he do a good? It's job? Not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, he had a pretty good game. I he guess. like just kept um, scoring touchdowns. Had something to do. He had those friggin' elf shoes on. That was the problem. Can't stop the elf shoes. Nope. Elf on the shelf. That's what I always say. Yeah, I mean, get ready for a Kamara on the Hara. I watched it. It was, uh, it was a football game, kind of. Like it was <laughs> ugly. Uh, the only person. I mean, it was entertaining as hell at first. It looked like it was going to be a back and forth shootout, and it really did. We're gonna. It really did, uh, and then it became not yeah. that. But yeah, I mean. That's that's football, man. The Patriots uh, were supposed to play the Bills, but then forgot to show up or something. I would have bet any any amount of money that the Patriots were going to lose this game, and then a quarter in it was three to three, and I was like, well, maybe. And then I was like, nope, they lost. I got a text from a friend. I won the family football pool this week. Made some money, and he texted double or nothing. I'll take the uh, I'll take the Patriots against the Bills. And I was like, I'll do it. You don't want to do it, but I'll do it. I'll bet you, I will bet you any amount of money that the Patriots are going to lose tonight. <laughs> and he and he texted back, I'll bet you one Bitcoin, which I think right now is worth like twenty six thousand dollars. And I said, I don't have a Bitcoin, <laughs> but I'll do it. If it, and then when the Patriots <laughs> lose, ship it on over. There was no way they're yeah. so bad. The the offense is just non-functional with the quarterback that they have. Uh, 
quarterbacks, I should say, because Cam Newton goes five for ten for thirty-four yards. Uh, finally, Bill Belichick realizes, hey, that's not getting it done, and he brings in Jared Stidham, who goes four for eleven. <laughs> that's less good than Cam's. And Stidham can't run. Well, at least Cam scored a touchdown, right? I mean, yeah. Might have used his yeah, legs, but he scored first one a like touchdown. <laughs> yep, he scored a single touchdown. The Patriots scored the first. They've scored one touchdown in three games. Uh, I I don't know. It just made me... I, I wasn't even angry after a while. I was just kind of like, sure, this is this is it. Um, I follow the Patriots on Instagram. And they posted, like, Super Cam when he scored his touchdown. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? What low-level yeah. intern signed off on <laughs> Super Cam when it's your first touchdown in three games and you end up getting rolled but 38-9? to nine. Super Cam? Oh, my God. It's, I mean, he, oh, yeah, Super Cam. And then I read another, uh, what was it, another thing, like, Patriots were able to run all over the Bills for 140 yards or something like that, or 160 yards. Like, yeah, you still lost by 20 points. <sighs> 29, yeah. Yeah. yeah Math the, is hard uh, and so is football. Bills became the first team to sweep the Patriots in the regular season since 2000, which was Bill Belichick's first season with the team. Um. And the Patriots were the only NFL team not to be swept by a divisional foe since the realignment in 2002. That's absolutely insane. It is. Um, I have another thing to say. So Bill Belichick, this whole grumpy press conference thing has been pretty endearing for 20 years because he kept winning. You know, just growling at reporters that are just trying to do their job. We all excused it for a long time. But if you're not winning, you can't be such a dick. Like if reporters are just trying to do their job and they're like, hey, Bill. Thinking of making a change at quarterback, and he's a dick about it? Like, all right. So we're not going to answer that question every day. Not going to answer it every day. How about if I make a change? I'll let you know. You know, Bill, maybe if you're going <laughs> to lose so many games this year, you don't have to be an asshole about it. Like, maybe this year, now, admittedly, I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time in any American professional sport. Now, this year, maybe if you're not that this year, maybe that reporter is just doing his job. Maybe you're not such a dick about it, but instead he's going to be a dick about it. So instead of looking like the greatest coach of all time, he's going to look like Matt Patricia this year. Great. At least he doesn't have the stupid fucking beard. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I'm in a mood about it. It's bad. I I was actually upset it was Monday night. I wanted it to be like a Sunday at 1 o'clock game so it could just blend into my Sunday and I could go about my day. Instead, I had to watch him get <laughs> battered all over the field to end my day yesterday. Then I had to wake up and go to work, and I was just in a shitty mood. And Yeah, no, it hasn't been good. Am I spoiled because of the last 20 years? Yeah, absolutely I am. I am. I'm a spoiled child. I always have been. You know this, Steve. I'm spoiled. Not just with sports, with my entire life. And when things don't go my way, I don't like it, and I want to cry. Indeed. Uh, that game got very uninteresting for me right before the fourth quarter when it was Jarrett Stidham versus Matt Barkley. I was like, oh, this is this is what everybody signed up for on Monday Night Football, right? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Oh, well. Barkley going two for well, three. we're almost to the end here. So, uh, why don't we go ahead and take a look at the playoff picture? Powerhouse, yeah, they building up the dream scene. Sleeper teams keep trucking. Watch out for the six Playoff picture clearing up. Unlike Steven's eyes. All right, playoff picture after week 16. As follows in the AFC, the number one overall seed. Lock it up. The Kansas City Chiefs, 14 and 1. Coming off the uh, missed field goal from Young Wei Hu. Uh, they, they got scared by the, the Atlanta Falcons. It was an interesting game. But they are now the number one overall seed. Guaranteed home field advantage throughout the playoffs for whatever that means this year. Number two seed, the Buffalo Bills. They take over the Steelers. Uh, Bills 12-3. and three. Would be hosting currently... The Cleveland Browns, who are ten and five, the 
very new seventh seed. And what a treat for the Cleveland Browns, because if they were to, you know, actually make the playoffs, find a way to beat the Bills, you go from, what was it? You would have to play the three seed as the six seed, and then you would get the two seed, or, or the one seed. So you play three and then one. Now, if you're the bottom dweller, you got to beat two, and then you got to beat one. That is an extreme challenge that I didn't think of until Sean brought it up to us earlier today. Listen, if you, you shoot at the king, you better not miss. I don't know. If you're the worst team, you got to beat the <laughs> yeah, best teams. It's true. I mean, ultimately, the, the, the whole playoff structure is formulated to try to find the best one if you have to beat the best teams. Now, some, some years, teams get lucky. Uh, higher seeds get knocked off by lesser teams, and then those lesser teams end up not living up to it the next week. But, yeah, if you're the seventh seed, I don't think you can complain about anything. Like, last year, you wouldn't have even been in the playoffs. Yeah, true. You should say thank you, exactly. take your extra revenue, and go home. Yep. Uh, and the Steelers have moved down to the third seed, though they clinched the division this week. Uh, they are also 12-3. and three. And with the standings currently, they would be hosting the Baltimore Ravens, who are 10-5. and five. That would be a hell of a game. Talk about, like, this is another weird thing here. We get a lot of opportunity for inter-division uh, playoff games because of the extra seed here. Uh, the four-five matchup would be the the Titans, currently the four seed. They're ten and five. They would be hosting the Dolphins currently, who are also ten and five. And the only other team in the AFC still in the hunt, the Colts, who are also ten and five. So there are currently five teams in the AFC that are ten and five, and one of them is going to miss the playoffs. There is the potential that a team that wins 11 games doesn't make the playoffs this year. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It, uh, it's a weird year. And I don't care for it. And if we go over to the NFC side, they don't have that problem at all. Uh, number one overall seed currently, Green Bay Packers. I don't know if that's official locked in or not. Um, but they are now the number one seed or have been for a couple weeks. Uh, the New Orleans Saints own the two seed at 11 and four. They would currently be hosting the Chicago Bears, who are eight and seven, and went the route that the Minnesota Vikings should have gone and actually won their game against the Bears and then watched the Cardinals just shit away that game against the 49ers on Saturday. Uh, the number three seed in the NFC, the Seattle Seahawks. Look at that. Moving on up. 11-4. and four. And they would be hosting the Rams, who are 9-6. and six. Rams' swift fall from grace over the last couple weeks. Uh, and number four seed, of course, the NFC leading Washington football team. 6-9. and nine. Nice. Nice. They would be hosting the number five... Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 10-5. and five. Um, Interesting. But uh, only other team in the mix, Arizona Cardinals, 8-7. and seven. So the Bears and the Cardinals, and I don't know if possibly the Rams. I don't know how this is all going to play out, what the scenarios are. But then beyond that, obviously, Cowboys and Giants play each other this week. Whoever wins that game, if Washington loses to Philadelphia on Sunday night, they would overtake uh, the football team for the NFC East Championship. Uh, boy, oh boy. <laughs> Somebody, the Giants could win that division at 6-10. and 10. That would be ugly. That'd be real ugly. That's why they play the game, I guess. You play to win the game, man. And uh, if you're in the NFC East, you don't have to win as many as the other teams. <laughs> oh, that would just be crazy to watch a 6-10 and 10 team go play a playoff game and potentially win the playoff game would be even funnier. Oh, boy. It's going to be a fun, interesting Week 17, a lot to play for for a lot of teams. And now uh, traveling back in time to week 16 
check out some duds and duds. Studs and duds, studs and duds, it's all time for studs and duds. Studs and duds, week 16 of the 2020 NFL season. I'll go ahead and start them off, because the one, the only, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady went 22 for 27 for 348 yards and four touchdowns against the Detroit Lions, wait for it, in the first half. Yikes. (laughs) Big yikes. Uh, I was told he was washed up. I don't know, he's like 49 years old now. Yeah, he's he's old, and he's kind of doing better than he should, which I don't really enjoy. Uh, Does anybody, anybody uh, think maybe the weapons were the problem last year? I'm starting to think that uh, maybe, maybe I was the problem, because I was like, <laughs> yeah, let him go, and then we did, and we shouldn't have. He's thrown for 4,000 yards, over 35 touchdowns. He's like he's ninth in the league rewriting for the QBR, and he's 43. And we have, I don't know what Cam Newton's middle name is, but it's not as cool Jarrell. as Edward Pat, Pat, Pat. Whoop. Okay. Try that again. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Um, yeah. Cameron Jarrell. Yeah. So, well, Mr. Cameron this year has thrown for what? Mm. Where is it? Six, is it? Six touchdowns, Five or maybe. six. It's not yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's not good. So Tom Brady's <laughs> for 4,000 yards and 35. Uh, and Cam Edward Patrick Brady uh, Newton has thrown for five touchdowns and 2,400 yards. The good news is that they've thrown for almost the same amount of interceptions at 10 and 11. So Tom Brady has thrown seven times more touchdowns and double the passing yards almost, but the interceptions are right there, so that's pretty cool. I don't even want to look at like completion percentage and stuff like that because it has got to be just atrocious. Or honestly, maybe it's not because Cam Newton only throws the ball five times a game because he can't throw. <sighs> I'm, sure, I'm, sure the, uh, I'm sure the percentage isn't great. Probably not. Who do you got for your first? Oh, uh, my first stud is Alvin Kamara. The only person in that game that could stop Alvin Kamara from scoring a touchdown was Sean Payton. And if he wasn't a dick, if Sean Payton, wait, I gotta save this. Never mind. Uh, yeah, Alvin Kamara, six touchdowns and lots of yards. I think like 160. I played against him in fantasy football, and somehow I still won. I actually deleted the fit. It was the, the, I was in the third place game just trying to get my money back. And yep. the other team had Kamara go like day one. So whatever it was, uh, it was like 60 something. Yeah, points, 60. Yeah. I deleted the app off my phone right then when I saw it. And I was like, well, I didn't get my money back. I got fourth. And then I, uh, uh, got a message, uh, this morning at work saying that, uh, my boss, who was running the league, had sent me my $50 back. And I was like, that can't be right. And I looked. And somehow the other person's team did so bad that even with the Kamara 60 point, I got my 50 bucks back. So, hashtag blessed. That's I know. crazy. I couldn't believe it. And I was so pissed off, I left Keenan Allen in. So I had a zero spot there. And somehow I still won. Uh, I'll do my second stud because it's one of the reasons Miles Gaskin comes back from having COVID and puts up a solid 40-burger in fantasy football. Played great for the Dolphins. Kept it rolling. Thank you, Miles. <laughs> yeah, back to the Kamara thing. You know, anybody can score six rushing touchdowns on a high school defense. So I can't. It's a reason I didn't give him a stud. I didn't give the Vikings defense a dud this week because... I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> but my second stud, and I went with uh, Elijah's ex on my first stud. I'll go with my ex on the second stud. That's Stefan Diggs, who, after getting a little jawing from J.C. Jackson, just went ahead and caught nine balls for 145 yards and three touchdowns. So 
Yeah, he's pretty good. I I don't understand I mean, John. I he's pretty good. I don't. Best case scenario, you're the asshole that talks too much. Worst case scenario, you're the asshole that talked too much and then got destroyed. You ever had somebody get in your head on the golf course, though? When I was younger, now, no. Yeah. When I, but so here's the thing. These guys aren't like 17 uh, or 15. Well, I, I know, but they're... On the golf course, I mean, when I was playing... With, time, you'll say, you're just going to say the right thing to a guy, and he punches you in the face mask, and now he's ejected from the yeah, game. Yeah, but then he's like, a dick, too. I don't know. Why can't we all just be like, cool, man? But, yeah, no. Uh, I mean... You're being uber competitive and playing for millions of dollars. I, it's kind if of I had millions of dollars, I wouldn't be competitive about anything. I'd be on my yacht. <laughs> well, you should be. Otherwise, you're not going to get paid millions of dollars. But if I already dollars. had the dollars. Well, this is why they're getting paid them. All right there. I don't know. Warren Buffett, thanks for the explanation on money. <laughs> uh, Cam duds. Newton. It's always yeah, Cam Newton. The duds. Next year, I don't even, if we're still doing this podcast, I don't even care if he's even playing. <laughs> Cam Newton is my number one dud until I am done this podcast. <laughs> he's bad. He's not good. He's <sighs> a terrible, no good, very bad day. And Cam Newton's a dud. I put the Cleveland Browns as my dud because, well, you lost to the Jets. I don't care if you lost all your wide receivers to COVID. You You have... You know, two of the best running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, like there are in the league, should be able to figure out a way. And even with, you know, Njoku and uh, Harrison Bryant, like you should be able to find a way to score more points than the Jets, who have only won one game up until that point. I love Kevin Stefanski. You know, I hope the Browns find a way to sneak into the playoffs and break the longest, I think it's the longest streak uh, in league history right now for not making the playoffs. And actually the Buccaneers were number two and they broke that as they clinched their spot this week. But that's a really bad look. Who cares? I, the Jets are beat up too. They got a lot of injuries, so you can't use that COVID excuse at all. Obviously Baker Mayfield putting the ball on the ground three times. Big time stinker, but Ugh, it's not what you want to see from your team in week 16. Not good. Not good at all. Losing to the lowly New York Jets. So my number two dud is Sean Payton, because I was watching that game, and I was like, oh my god, Kamara's about to go in for number six. They were first down on the, on the whatever, nine, and then they were second down on the two, and I was like, he's going for six. And then Payton pulls him out of the game, puts in Taysom Hill and runs a touchdown in. Now, admittedly, Kamara did end up with six touchdowns overall, but it could have been seven. Like, even my wife, who does not watch or care about football, is like, why did he take the guy out? That's what she sounds like. I was like, I don't know. And I was I was irrationally upset about it. I was watching that game, and I was actually mad. I'm not a Saints fan. I, I don't know why I got so upset, but I was really, really upset for Alvin Kamara. Oh, Sean Payton was a dud in my book for another reason. But it's just because you've already scored 45 points. The game is over. You have nothing else to play for here. Just sit on it. And all the starters, all the normal guys are still out there. He's still going to town. Like, you're you're a giant turd. <laughs> it's like, you don't, don't need to do this. It's the old uh, Simpsons gif. Like, stop, stop. He's already dead. Like, he he literally is like trying to vindicate the fact that the Vikings knocked him off the last two times they had a potential run at a Super Bowl lined up. So, uh, yeah, poo poo on Sean Payton's Big face. poop. But my second dud was uh, the Rams and did just coming unglued right now uh, down the stretch, and uh, I don't know. Obviously, you got the the Jared Goff injury now on top of it, and they're having questions at who's going to play running back. Uh, Henderson's now injured. They're hoping Cam Akers can come back. They're just just falling apart. This is the we got no food, we got no money. Our head 
pets' heads are falling off. Like, this is disaster in Los Angeles. So, uh, Rams, number two, dud for me. That sounds pretty cool. And as soon as we end the duds, now we'll go back to some more studs as we check out the plays of the week. Plays of the week. Having a good time. Plays of the week. Never a All right, Elijah. Week 16. What was your play of the uh, week? My play of the week was Thomas Edward Patrick Brady throwing that little seam fade pass thing to Robert Gronkowski who caught it and scored a touchdown and in my head they still played on the Patriots and it was 2018 and everything was fine tell me that you're all right everything's everything is all right (laughs) yeah uh for me my play of the week Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in to replace Tua, uh, obviously, you know, the, the Dolphins have like 18 seconds to try and get down the field and score in order to win the game against the Raiders. You know, Fitzpatrick drops back, steps up in the pocket, has a defensive lineman grab his face mask. Now, not only did he grab his face mask, but he covered Ryan Fitzpatrick's eyes and turned his head, and somehow Fitzpatrick still throws the ball and completes the pass. Like, that was, you know, Patrick Mahomes, everybody, there might be a lot of hype about him making no-look throws, but he's never made a no-look pass like that, all right? That was absolutely incredible. On top of that, I guess my uh, honorable mention for duds is... For John John Gruden not scoring a touchdown before that. Remember the Josh Jacobs just running up and oh, sliding yes, I do. like right at the one yard. Oh yes, line. I do. You, you score the touchdown there, you force your opponent to score a touchdown with a minute left. That's overthinking. That's the play. You can't run the clock out. If you can't get the clock to zero when you're kicking the field goal, then you have. I mean, you have to. You have to score. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. So so mad. mad. Such anger. <laughs> Anyway, I think that's going to do it for uh, episode 136 of the Joint Practices Podcast. If uh, you are interested in being on the show, we have a nice little segment we do, uh, Seven on Sevens. We'll have you on the podcast. We'll talk about your team, whoever you are a fan of. Maybe you're a fan of the, uh, what was it? The Arizona Hotshots or the Winnipeg No, the, the Winnipeg Canadian Blue one. Buffaloes. <laughs> no, that's it. cat food. Never mind. <laughs> Either way. Uh, you can oh. send us an email at joint practices. There's a silver monkeys. At gmail.com. <laughs> we will uh, set it up. We'll get you on the show. You'll be very known episode here. We'll ask you seven football related questions, seven non football related questions. It's a great time. And a great way to stay in shape. So I don't have my script in front of me because of a computer change. So I'm going to guess what it says this week. Usually I do it so well, so this should be fun. Or you can tweet us at Joint Practices at SeanJPP at The Knock Says at Ron Elijah. Uh, The hashtag this week is Everything Ends because we're all out of the playoffs life is fleeting success doesn't last hug your loved ones fly eagles fly make sure wherever you're finding this lovely podcast apple google stitcher iHeartRadio, tune in or blueberry you rate review subscribe share it with your friends and like elijah said use that hashtag on the twitter bird and uh, i can't wait for sean to get back in the seat because every single time I've hosted this friggin' show, something on my computer dies, like my mouse. But the batteries just ran out of it. <laughs> Stupid wireless mouse. But yeah. Um, hey, we're headed to week 17, where nothing matters for <laughs> any of our teams. Uh, so, we'll, uh, 
We'll see you on the next one, and we're very excited to start talking playoff football for other teams that are involved. And now we can start brainstorming about offseason stuff for our own teams. I think they should get better. Kind of insight you only get at the Joint Practices Podcast. We're on to the offseason, baby. So, yeah, we're and hopeful that the 2021 season kicks off and we can have friggin' fans in the stands again. That will be lovely. But until the next one, I will leave you with a skull Viking. And I will leave you with a goodbye. 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 Oh, God, are the Nazis going to show up? Goodbye. The Nazis are coming, and we are all gonna die. Da 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 da. da. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. It's not coming to me. <laughs>